Hi guys, welcome back. I hope um, it's oh. Hello Club members. <laughs> Fine, Hello Club members. There it well, is. Welcome to the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. Um, my name is Emma. I am one of the. I'm the Scaredy Cat co-host of the club. <laughs> and, right. my, and my fun fact is that I am on geriatrics right now and taking care of someone who is over a hundred years old. Emma, Jesus, like. Protect I'm, them I, at all costs. Exactly. I'm just gonna say a couple years old, over a hundred. Oh my god, are they and okay? Very functional. Yeah, she can walk around. The only reason we have her is because we need to find a place for her to stay because she's not super safe to be alone. But she has lived independently up to a hundred and however old, old she is. You go, girl. Yeah, she's amazing. That's she's really awesome. Great. Well, damn, God, my fun fact sucks now. <laughs> What's your? My fun fact is that I got my nails done and I look like a witch now. She does look like a witch. Yeah. Well, look like a witch. Cool. After taking care of like a centennial or whatever. Yeah. It's really insane. And she's like one of our healthier patients. Jesus. That's kind of awesome. I know. It really is. Well, we're not here to talk about um, women who rule the world. We are here to talk about Emma. Do you know what we're here to talk about? I don't think I've told you. No, you have not told me. So I do, I do not know. All right, so I'm in charge of the mini episode today, and today I've decided we're going to talk about something that's a little bit in both of our wheelhouses. Ooh. Yeah, so it's a little bit of creepy pasta and a little bit of true crime. Yes. Give you it know, to me. Do you know what it is yet? The Slender Man? Yes, we're going to talk hey! about Slender Man. Good Look guess. at me go. Very good guess. Well done. Thanks. Um, I'm proud of myself for that one. I'm very proud of you, too. That was really good. So, yeah, today we're going to talk about the fictional character of Slender Man as an internet sensation, as well as the very real attempted homicide by two 12-year-old girls who claimed they were influenced Oh, I, I considered so. covering this one time. Yes, who, 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 they said that Slender Man... Um, Made, made them, them do, do it. it. Yeah, pretty much. And we're also talking about the resulting like moral panic thereafter. So yeah, I remember we were supposed to record this um, the other day. And then I realized that there was a whole ass documentary, a Slender oh. Man documentary called Beware the oh. Slender Man about this topic. And I was like, yeah. I should probably watch that. So was I watched the doc. I thought it was fantastic. What was it on? Oh, you mean like what streaming service? I was like, not Emma, what subject? Was, I was like, Emma, it was about Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> it's on HBO. If you ha- if if you're into Slenderman, true crime, and or if you just have an HBO account you need to use, definitely go watch Beware the Slenderman. Highly recommend. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. I'm I'm really excited to talk about this, Emma. What do you know about Slenderman, like as a character, um, like as a fictional character? I know he is like a very tall, uh, faceless presumably man or figure um who has very like dispro- disproportionately long arms mm-hmm. and he's very slender that's right yeah and he's always and, wearing a suit oh i actually didn't know that yeah he's always wearing a black suit oh i, I was just thinking of like a gray slender like an figure. alien kind of yeah no, but i guess that makes more sense yeah it's like a, a white faceless where did that come from that's a that's a very good question. So Slenderman started back in 2009. Um, it was on a thread in this forum called Something Awful. And there was a challenge to create paranormal images using Photoshop. Like the challenge was to like take any an image and Photoshop something creepy into it that was believable. That's and there interesting. Was, yeah, it was a really cool concept. The internet was kind of starting to get some interesting content back in like the... Um, like 2008 to 2012, in my opinion. So 
there was this guy who went online as Victor Surge, and he had these black and white photos of children that he photoshopped this tall, slender man in a black suit in. Ooh, and he also had text under the image, and I have the text here. Um, this is a quote under one of the images at, I think it's a playground that they have photoshopped this slender man in the back. It says, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. And it's credited 1983 photographer unknown presumed dead. That's very creative. Yeah, it, it is really creative. And then one of them, it's not a quote, but it just has something like another blurb underneath it. It says, one of two recovered photographs from Sterling City, Library Blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as, quote, the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. Wow. So this is like, this is all coming from the headcanon of a guy who's trying to come up with something creepy. Yeah. It was a response to a creepypasta challenge. Yeah. It's really good. And so it took off. It took off. So I knew about Slender Man back in like, and so this was big in 2009 when in 2009 I was like in boarding school and high school. And I remember, um, we lived in dorms and the dorms, the guy dorms and the girls and the girls dorms both faced the woods, like a little wood line. Mm -hmm. And my friend who was in the guy dorm called me and he's like, Kate, Kate, go to your window, go look outside. And I was like, oh, what is it? And I went to the window and he's like, Slender Man's out in the woods. <laughs> and I remember, because I didn't know what that was. Like, well, who is that? Don't say that. What does that mean? Who's Slender yeah, Man? Yeah, you're like, oh no, not him. Wait, not who is Slender he? Man, yeah. but who is he? And he's like, look it up. And then he like hung up. And so I remember this was like very much like a ooh, creepy thing that everyone was talking about. And um, so it took off. And you have to remember, this was like a time um, when online things were really popping off. So we have like all sorts of, it's like peak season for this kind of content. We have deviant art that's popping off. We got Tumblr at that time. 4chan had a really popular paranormal board and really like it just became like very strong, spreadable folklore. It yeah. Was just, I mean, I know of him and I haven't done anything to try to learn about him. So the fact right. that I'm, I'm familiar with him shows just how permissive it is. Right. And, and it's not just, um, you know, isolated to the United States because the idea of Slenderman was really, really simple and really basic and kind of like, um, internaturally, like there are no cultural boundaries for it. So it's just, you know, creepy, slender, tall man who, um, walks in the shadows and terrorizes you. And I know he can teleport. That's something that's pretty canon. And does he he influence people to kill people? What is the idea behind that? No, that is something completely different. I'm going to get to the homicide thing because I know more than I ever thought I could know. It seemed like, because it seems so simple, it just seems like two little kids making up a lie or, I don't know, being crazy. But it's way more complicated than that. Should we go ahead and talk about it? Yeah, please do. I'm I'm definitely, I've sunk my teeth and I'm I'm curious. (laughs) So this happened in um, 2014 in May, th- May 31st, specifically 2014, there were these two girls in um, Wakasha, Wisconsin, who held down and stabbed their 12 year old classmate 19, 19 times. Oh my God. The girl was able to crawl out of the woods to a roadway, um, and passing cyclists called the police, and she survived. She but survived? She survived. That's amazing. Uh, a knife missed, um, I think, her aorta by a millimeter, I think is what the report said. Oh my God. I'm so happy she survived. She did. She survived. And, um, so after this happened, you know, 
the, the, that's whenever the attackers, 12 year old girls who were good friends of her claimed that they were trying to do it to step into Slenderman's fold. Like it was like a ritual they had to do to become part what? of Slenderman. 12 year olds are even t- using the word stepping into the fold or trying to like, what? How People, did that? I don't so even understand kids, how that developed because it was all right. So the long story short, it's two impressionable kids who spend, who are isolated and spend way too much time on the internet um, and, but one of them also definitely has like a mental disorder. So, yeah, and the other one's, you know, easily influenced, I guess. Yeah. So basically the, the person who was stabbed, her name is Bella Leitner. And then the two girls who committed the stabbings is it's Morgan Geyser. She was the person who actually did the stabbings and then Anissa Weir. And I don't, and she didn't, she watched, but I'm not going to say that it was like, I still think it was both of their faults. Yeah. She's complicit. Oh, like super, super. So I guess I can talk about. Morgan first. So, cause Morgan and Anissa are cut from two very different pieces so of cloth. Morgan is the one who did the stabbing. Yes. Okay. So Morgan, um, Morgan and the person who she stabbed Bella, they were really, really good friends. So they were friends since kindergarten. Jesus. Yeah. Best friends. Um, literally best friends. Like literally whenever Bella was, um, found, they said, who did this to you? And she said, my best friend. So basically, I guess I can start from the beginning. You have Anissa. I'll start with Morgan. Morgan's the one who did the stabbings. Morgan, um, long story short, was um, front, front, she was a schizophrenic child. Wow, that's very early. It's extreme. It's, it's, it's really early. And it's also the, the first um, noted signs that the parents noticed of any sort of schizophrenic um, traits. Yeah, normally that's all. more like in your 20s kind of. So her dad was a schizophrenic, is a schizophrenic, um, but much more controlled, um, mm-hmm. much, much more controlled and very, very high functioning. And yeah. her parents are both like, they from especially from watching this like window into her life, were like really good people. They took really good care of her. They cared about her a lot. Um, you wouldn't think that this could happen to anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I hate to say it, but whenever I first heard about this, I immediately assumed that these were like bad parents, like negligent parents. Yeah. Um, no, they, and they, I do just want to say, um, which I'm sure people probably know this, but just for, for due, due diligence, um, the majority of people with like mental illnesses, including schizophrenia are nonviolent um, yes, and are exactly. more, much more likely to be subjected to violence than the normal population. Yeah, statistically. So just wanted to throw that out there that schizophrenic does not equal dangerous by absolutely. any means. Thank you for saying that. That's absolutely true. So Morgan's parents are um they're very open about how her dad has schizophrenia and the things that they are noticing in retrospect about Morgan. Um so Morgan claimed to be seeing ghosts whenever she was um, like a child as young as three saying that they bit her hair or they pulled her hair. Um, She told, told someone that a student in her class was a Pegasus. So things that you could write off as being just like kid things, Mm -hmm. but something that like, Oh, another thing she would say that she could use Vulcan mind control to remove her own stress. So she did a lot of online yeah, she's like a child of of the internet. Yeah, it's very much a child of the internet. And but but all this to say that she believed a hundred she hundred percent believed that Slenderman was real. Yeah, it sounds like, like a, it wasn't like she believed that Slenderman was real. She believed that Slenderman was going to come and kill her parents, and that this was the only thing that she could do to protect her parents. 
That's really sad. It's extremely sad. And then on the other hand, you have Anissa Weir, um, who is not schizophrenic. They did a lot of testing with her. She didn't have really any sort of um, mental concerns that the multiple child psychologists could find other than that she was extremely lonely, extremely isolated, and um, very, very drawn to the idea of Slender Man as a savior. Wow. A lot of things that I found online were how um, attractive Slender Man would be to a lot of outcast kids mm. because the whole point of Slender Man as folklore is that he would um, come and he would take kids. But how that was interpreted was different based on person to person. And sometimes it was Slender Man was abducting kids, you know, kill them or whatever. But sometimes it was that he was rescuing kids mm. or taking kids to his slender mansion to join his fold. So that's important to note because after they stabbed their friend 19 times, they left her body. They, they, first of all, they told her, hold on, stay there. We're going to go get help. They lied. And then they that's started really dark. Yeah. It's really dark. And then they walked into, um, they were walking towards the center of a national forest, which is where they were informed that Slenderman's mansion was. Okay. Like they, they really thought they were going to walk to Slenderman's mansion, like 50 miles away. They were going to walk it. Yeah. And they, of course, were instantly picked up by the police. But it was just really, really sad because they were really good friends. And so I'm That's hearing... That's so sad. And there's I a know. level of trust. Yeah. They started, so they both were walking towards the center of Nicolette National Park, and that's when they were picked up. It's sad because, you know, Bella and Morgan were best friends since fourth grade, I think is what it was. They were best friends since fourth grade. They had known each other since kindergarten, but um, Bella, the victim, and Anissa, and Anissa were also still friends since, like, this, they were in the same grade. Yeah. And all of this happened at Morgan's birthday party. They were all staying what? over. They were all staying over at Morgan, the stabber. At I hate to Which call her that, but of, it kind of fits with like not that stabbings happen at birthday parties, but that you know, oh, let's do Bloody Mary. You know, that kind of stuff happens at like. Well, kid. it's the only time that they're together outside of school for more than yeah, a couple of hours. Yeah, you're together outside of school doing like group activities, not including stabbing. Oh, another thing. She said that she was able to talk to Lord Voldemort. She said that she often talked to one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so all, all of these things that you you hear, you're like, well, surely she wasn't found, you know, competent to stand trial. Like this, it seems very obvious that these are not yeah, coherent. This is, this is not a sane person. No. and this and person also, has psychotic features by definition. And also these are children. Like they... They, yeah, she has delusions. Arguments like children, both of them mm -hmm. are. Like Anissa is saying things like, "Was Slenderman bullied?" And they're having to be like, "Anissa, Slenderman's not real." Yeah, like no, he wasn't bullied. He's not real. Yeah, and what like, so she has up, like visual hallucinations and audio yes. hallucinations. It sounds like and um, delusions of grandeur and stuff. Like she has so many psychotic features. Features uh, Morgan does. And there's a moment that her dad talked about in the documentary that was really. Um, impactful to me where he was talking about his own troubles with schizophrenia, his struggles with schizophrenia and how as an adult, he's an adult man. And as an adult man, he understands, okay, yeah, the devil's not really in the back seat, but yeah. he sees the devil in the back seat. So the devil's still in the back seat. Yeah. But she's a little girl. 
That's really, who still really believes sad. in Santa. Yeah. So and this her brain's is, not developed. That's why it's that's literally why, not. Um, that's like why you have uh, people aren't treated this or kids aren't treated the same way as adults when it comes to crimes because they have a different ability to or limitations and how they can ration or rationalize things, and well, their judgment is is poor. You're really not going to like this next part. No. Under Wisconsin law, they were required to be tried as adults for attempted first-degree murder. What? They were both tried separately as adults. Oh, man. Is that not the most fucked up shit you've ever heard? That's really sad. I did not expect to be approaching this with such empathy, but yeah, when you learn a little bit more about their mental illnesses, it really lends you to... It's just sad. It's just sad. They were tried as adults. Um... Anissa was uh, sentenced to spend, I think, at least three years in a mental hospital in a juvenile center. Um, And Morgan was sentenced to be hospitalized for 25 years. Oh, my God. 25 years. And she couldn't see her family. You can't see your family when you're hospitalized? Not not by the judge's orders. Not this this order that they did. Like She can't see her family. There's literally a point where she's talking to um, one of the correctional officers at the prison where she's housed because it's a prison. And the officer's talking about how she wouldn't clean her room up and there would just be pa- paper everywhere. And she'd be like, do you, do, you want to, do you want that there? And she's like, yeah, I want that there. It makes the room feel less empty. Oh, my God. That and is her, heartbreaking. And her schizophrenia is getting worse because yeah. she's isolated. So she's talking more and more to her hallucinations. And she's also getting older, so it's just, like, more likely to develop with her age. Exactly. That's really sad. And I also want to say one thing that I have realized now that I'm practicing in the hospital as an intern, um, you there's a lot of really interesting and arguably heartbreaking um, rules when it comes to, like, the rights of, of correction or of um, – of prisoners in the in the medical system like you Mm -hmm. can't ever tell them where they're going or when they're going to go for fear of um like a a break uh someone trying to break them out so you can't tell them when they're going to get a ct or an mri when they have their clinic appointment you can't give them any information um that's really scary it's sad you're like not supposed to like give them any like like I had a friend who we ended up actually talking to and someone in ethics just to better understand our rights as physicians to, to right. provide uh, prisoners care. And it, they, because she had trouble trying to bring this like malnourished prisoner um, peanut butter. Like they were like, no, you can't bring like snacks to the prisoner. And she was what? like, um, he needs it. Uh, yeah. So, and you got a lot of pushback from that on different levels. And then also you, they are, chained uh, or they're like handcuffed even when they are like intubated and sedated so like prisoners will pass away like handcuffed um and then on top of that there's always a correctional officer in the room and sometimes a correctional officer and i'm not trying to, to villainize correctional officers they, they have a, a purpose but some correctional officers aren't very respectful and so they'll like there'll be a patient who needs to sleep and the nurse will be like coming to like the team saying hey the patient is not able to sleep because the correctional officer keeps watching TV shows at like two in the morning and the sick patient needs rest, you know, and th- just things like that. Or like you can't even get a history from them without the correctional officer being in the room. So there's always an authority figure like looming over the prisoner, even in his medical care, which I think just, there's a lot of issues with that. Yeah, there is. 
God, so bleak. I see. I didn't expect this episode to be this. Bleak. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, guys. It just happened. I thought y'all would want to know. No, yeah, I do want to know. Well, just like I wanted to know about these girls. I can't believe that. I can't, I can't believe any of this. I was what just the, dumbfounded. What did the um, victim have to say about all of it? She didn't have anything to say. She really hasn't had much to say. Her yeah. family went after after these girls, though. I will so, tell you that. And I mean, can I'm, you blame them? I can't. I can't blame them. They almost lost their kid. Mm-hmm. I don't like good. Good God. 19 times she was stabbed. That's so many times. I can't That's even imagine a from a, like a practitioner's perspective, like having a small child come in. And then she dragged herself to the road. Oh my God, that's too much. Yeah, it is too much. And it's and after this, obviously, so I guess I'll transition into the moral panic that happened afterwards because I do remember the moral panic after this, after the whole Slender Man thing. Okay. Parents all over the U.S. lost their shit. The chief pol- police officer in um, Waukesha, which is like the, the, the city where they're from, publicly warned that <laughs> the Slender... so Wisconsin, I can't. I know it does. <laughs> He, he publicly warned that the Slender Man stabbings, and I quote, should be a wake-up call for all parents, and that, quote, the internet is full of dark and wicked things. This is very satanic panicky. Absolutely it is, and it, and it took off. So, like, his warning went viral. Like, all these media outlets were publicizing it, and then after that, of course, there were a bunch of other unconfirmed Slender Man-related attacks so um, there was this woman in Cincinnati in Ohio who told a TV reporter that her 13-year-old dog daughter had attacked her with a knife and um, also wrote like fanfic of Slender Man and that that's what motivated the attack. That's mm-hmm. not confirmed. It's just some person who told seems a TV thin. reporter. Seems, seems circumstantial. Seems thin. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but... Yeah, we don't know. And then there was this 14-year-old girl in Florida who allegedly set her family's house on fire while her mom and nine-year-old brother were inside... And that um, it's tied to Slender Man because this kid, this girl, was apparently reading online stories about Slender Man and also some anime. So how do you feel about that? I think that's so stupid. Yeah, I think that's so stupid. Like, and then we're all murdered. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. I looked at shit about Slender Man. Does that mean everything wrong I do is because of Slender Man? Obviously not. No, I I think that I totally support like parental. oversight of what your kids are looking at I think that's very important but to go to the extent that trying to say that these children who are murdering people or people who are murdering people it's because of like watching a a video game or things like that it's just that's not founded in research and if I'm wrong please you're not no but to my knowledge data is on your side yeah to my knowledge none of that has been found to be um evidence-based also this is the like kids around like nine or 10 or even younger that's a totally normal time to be getting super into horror i know that's whenever i started yeah. getting into horror well, it's like i mean our is our our club has some of the kindest and gentlest souls i've ever met yeah our and club is adorable why aren't they all like are, are we all more inclined to go murder people now because we watch horror like, i guess so yeah i, I guess, guess so. i mean a plus b equals d apparently so it's ridiculous it's just ridiculous. And I just want to make sure that anyone who, who's a parent out there, any club members who are parents, obviously, if you're listening to this, if you're in this club, you, you don't think this way. But damn, just let your kids be spooky sometimes. It's fine. <laughs> um, also, I would love to know if any of y'all have like, if whenever we're t- we were telling the story, if it kind of reminded you of something from your childhood, be it like you, the first time you read about Slender Man or how that like how that played into your childhood. I'd love to kind of get your insight on that. 
Yeah, so, if you have any Slenderman stories or creepypasta stories in general from your personal life, please let us know. You can email us at nightlighthorrormovieclub.gmail.com or find us on our various social meds. Yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Anything else with this story? I mean, that was a lot. That's No, that's really it. There's there's like a couple other here and there unconfirmed Slenderman-associated attacks, but no, that's that's the biggie. That's yeah, biggie. I mean, it's, it's pretty biggie. So it's pretty plenty. biggie. Well, wow, that was very interesting and very sobering, honestly. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So our our um our mini episodes recently have been heavy hitters for sure. God, Doctor Death fucked me up for a minute. I know. It's <laughs> so kind dark. Of the reaction is very good, very horrifying. Very <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> you asked Can't for it. Can't sleep tonight, but great. <laughs> And I do want to give a big shout out um, to Dara. She is one of our vice presidents with our um, patron group. Um, she actually is the, the club member who suggested talking about Slenderman and looking into Slenderman. And I'm so glad she did because it was a way deeper dive than I thought it would be. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've always been curious about that story, but I've never looked into it myself. So I'm, I'm really glad she uh, recommended it. Yeah, thanks um, a lot. And for all of you who maybe have something that you would you're curious about, um, and would like us to to cover, uh, but maybe it's not you know a, a movie, and it'd be better suited to a mini episode. Shoot us a Insta message or Facebook message or email us, um, and we will definitely consider it. Still nervous about the the person who suggested us talk about ourselves, but maybe if we can find a creative way of doing it, we'll, we'll now do we're that. not that interesting. I know exactly. <laughs> well, that's my mini episode. I'm I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, and by you guys, I mean Emma and her cat. And um, that's all I have this week. All right, guys. Well, until next week, when we're going to have the very special start to our little Hill House series. Oh, my God. So excited. I am so excited. I'm excited about talking about it. I'm excited about um, the the content like that we're going to share surrounding it. I'm just really excited about it. I'm just ready. Yeah, (laughs) it's time. All right, guys. uh, Until next week. Stay spoopy. Stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.